Holy shit. Yeah. I just, I thought of something yesterday. Okay. I might keep jiggling. Probably because I'm moving and it's up against the couch. Yeah. Can you stop moving? No. Nope. Stop breathing? Nope. Okay. That's fair. It has been a year since I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, it has. And I finally have a job. You do. And I'm so excited. I'm proud. Yeah. I'm excited to not be fucking poor anymore. <laughs> You're going to do great. Oh, my God. Okay. So I started this podcast. Yes. Did we ever talk about actually why we started this podcast? I don't think so. I think like... I think we've mentioned a little bit, but not like the whole story. The whole story. Okay, here's the whole story. I graduated with my master's back in December 2019. So it's officially been a year. Yeah, because you defended your thesis on Halloween last year. Yes, because I joked that I was going to wear a teddy bear costume to that, and I didn't. I'm glad you didn't. No, because that would have been a disaster. That would have been so bad. My board would have been very upset. Yes. My committee. Um, So graduated. Mm -hmm. It probably, it's this week that tech graduates, right? Yes. They well, they graduated last, last Saturday. Last Saturday. Okay, yeah. so right about this time, yeah, is when I graduated. Yes. So I graduated. I didn't get a job right off the bat because a lot of tech companies don't hire big tech companies that I was trying to aim for. Yeah. Don't hire sporadically. They have a a centered hiring date. Yeah, like a season. Yes, a season in which they hire, which is fucking stupid. So yeah. agreed. I was interviewing with Intel actually, mm-hmm. and it was working out that. They actually flew me out there in March, when, <laughs> right, when, right when the first four confirmed COVID cases were, guess where, in San Jose, where which, you were, which is where exactly I was. So oh, I interv- yeah, I interviewed with Intel out in California, flew out there. That was cool. Interviewed, did that. Yeah, and that then was so fun. they were like, it seemed like I was going to get the job because everyone yeah. like genuinely like I had six interviews. Back to back, to back to back to oh, back. Oh, my God. It no was thanks. three hours. And I immediately, after I was done with the interview, got in the car, drove to the airport, on the plane, back mm-hmm. home. That was a fucking... That was cool. That was wild, though, because I remember talking to you in the airport. and Yeah, because I called you. And I was like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, it was, and it was late, too. It wasn't like that afternoon. It was like that night that you flew back. Yeah, and then I was also having a spat with what's-her-butts. So, yeah. that was... Yeah. That sucked. Because I was like, oh, yeah, because on the way home, yeah. the plane had an issue. And yeah, we had that's to, what it was. Yes, we ha- it had an issue, and my layover from LAX... My layover in LAX was only 30 minutes. Yes. But the plane got delayed 30 minutes. Yeah. I, d- I don't even think, because we landed on the tarmac, Yeah. and I had to get on a bus on the tarmac... And they get bused to the airport itself. Good lord. But even when I got into the airport, I wasn't in the main airport. I had to go through a fucking tunnel underneath the tarmac to get into the main part of the building. I remember looking up maps on the phone. Yes, because we were, I was like, I was like, I need someone to talk to me. I'm about to have a fucking panic attack. I'm in oh, fucking California. I don't oh, no. know where this oh. is, what I'm doing, what's going on. Please, I just need someone to talk to me. Jesus. And it was also super late, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it got late. So because of the delay, I missed my flight yep. and I had to wait till like one in the morning yep. to get flown to wh- where the fuck did I go? Philadelphia. Yeah. I, had a f- I flew from LAX to oh, Philly, which is past Nashville where you needed to be. Yes. Which was really weird. And then everyone was on the phone, like trying to find me a quicker route. It's like, nope, there is none. There, there's your, none. That's it. So it. I flew across the country all through the night slept next to two old people who constantly needed to go to the bathroom 
Sounds right. Yeah. And then finally landed there, got back on the plane for another two hour flight where I wanted to vomit. I had to put the little like little like nipple air, air nozzle on little me. Air nipple on you. Yeah. And like almost vomited because I was so sick by the time I got home. You're so tired. I you hadn't the, slept. Yes. And oh. th- it doesn't work well with a heart murmur either. No. So, so, fu- so that was fun. So I got home and they were like, oh, yeah, in like a month we'll time, let you know. we'll let you know. Like, so if you haven't heard from us in a month, like, you know, give us a call back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I did, didn't hear a response back because COVID just kept getting worse. And then I think the shutdown happened. And then, well, almost. Okay, almost Almost to that. So it was like, it was about to happen. Yeah. So like I, it was like coming up. Yeah. It was announced like it was going to happen. So then I like finally emailed like the director that I was talking to directly. And I was like, yes or no. And they were like, no. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. So. Yep. It wasn't a no forever. It was just a no, no COVID. For now. Sorry. Yeah. I did reach up back out to him. He yeah. never contacted me back. Well, so I reached back out to him back in September. Yeah. Never got back to me. I didn't well, feel like doing a follow up email because I was like, you I mean, know that's what? fair. This is stupid. Yeah. Yep. So I went pretty much this whole time. My parents just told me to hang out because we just didn't know what was going on. Right. The severity of it and all that fun stuff. So I just kind of hung loose. But then, you know, it just kept getting worse, worse, worse. Companies are actually letting you remote in right so which I was is like, so nice yeah so i was like well let's just see if i can't find a company that let me remote in yep. and i did i'm so proud and i did so you, a- you start work on monday right so i start work on monday <gasps> i'm so excited i'm so excited too it's pretty cool i straight up like katie texted me uh, i was on my way to work and she texted me because i knew she'd been putting in applications and she texted me and was like so i have a start date and i screamed in my car I'm pretty sure, like, three or four drivers around me heard me and, like, stared and was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? But I'm so excited. So, yeah, because I put in over, like, 100 applications. Easy. Easily. Because, cool. like, I contacted a headhunter. Yep. And all this other stuff. So this company I got in with, it took me three tries to actually find a spot yeah. where they would take me. Because they were, like, kind of like a conglomerate. Yes. Where they just, they're just a big company. And they keep absorbing, like, smaller branches of, like, smaller firms and other engineering corps so i finally found a spot i was like you know what if i can't get into these higher places i don't know what the fuck's going on let's just yeah. shoot for something lower in the barrel and i did yep i got an immediate call back yes and the woman's like yeah i need you pretty much well yeah. the whole company needs people so yeah. this this hr woman called me, called me she was super nice she was so sweet she's like all right we're gonna do like a preliminary interview i was like this is my third one let's can go so she talked and then literally she emailed me back at, like later that day was like the hiring manager wants to speak with you asap and i was like okay awesome. to, okay so let's go she so the hiring manager called me and then we had j- that interview on a thursday and it was super cool like she was yeah. so like super relaxed like just we just shot the shit she just wanted to know like what i had been doing for the past year and i was like something i've been constantly doing something that's for sure yeah, that's in a true. Godforsaken warehouse and all Ugh. this fun stuff. So I don't miss the days of you in the warehouse. No. That was not a good place. That was awful. That was not a good place. That no, was, was sucked. So, so she was like, "Cool." And then, like at the very end, she's like, "All right, do you have any questions?" I was like, "Are you are you not going to ask me any questions about my resume?" She asked me zero questions about my resume, and it was freaking me out. And oh, I was for like, sure. I didn't get the job. She doesn't give a fuck about me. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. uh, do you not?" And she's like, "No." She's like, "I understand it." And I was like. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Like, I yeah. just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure, so. Yeah, because I remember when you interviewed with Intel, they had, like, <clears throat> a complete separate, like, technical interview, right? Yes, they had one person yeah. that was like, we're gonna break down everything. Like, yeah. like, like, 
go over the basics that you should know and i did but but still no i can't even imagine how stressful that was that was yeah so then the next day i went to the gym the morning and then that hr woman called me back she's like yeah the hiring manager wants to move forward with hiring you i was like are you (gasps) fucking kidding me okay yes (laughs) so then i got hired and then it took a little bit to get on because it's a it's a i actually have to have security clearance with this company so I can't talk too much about it because it's actually yeah. t- like secret. Yeah, it's like actually government secret bullshit that I have to go through. So that's fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's I'm be excited cool. for so, you. Yeah, I start orientations on Monday, and then like there's a couple other like people lined up that I have to talk to that I've already like made contact with. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I will have a very nice, nice paying, do- paying first job. Very I'm nice so paying excited. first job. Jesus. Woo. And then I don't have to move yet. Which is really nice, yes. actually. They're sending me a laptop so I can work remotely, and yeah. that's super dope. Everything is great. Good stuff. Everything I'm really is awesome. pleased. I'm really pleased and really excited for you. You're going to do great. Yes. So that means I'm going to have adult money to buy shit for this fucking <laughs> podcast, which is going to be awesome. I'm going to get a soundboard. Ooh. Wee, boo, 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 wee. That's yeah. going to be. Get yep. ready for that. That's coming, y'all. Yep. That's coming. I'm buying a fucking soundboard. I want it. Woo. All right. So you know what's also awesome? What? I got... I got stuck on scary stories and spooky stories and scary stories. Wait, stories came out. That's okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. So we're gonna pre prelude preempt pre. We're gonna pre this episode with it's gonna be hella long yeah it's gonna be really long we have like five pages of notes yes. each which is usually about 45 minutes a pop right so, so this is gonna be a, a good long one so settle in get your water eat some food yes let's go and if you also like what we do and want yeah. to support us and we can keep going even though i have an adult paying job i can't spend all my money on the podcasting Correct, stuff because you have to like live and stuff yes so and pay rent which is stupid Ooh. expensive so if you want to support us and what we do, and Zoe also, Zoe needs some help. She, she needs, she, <laughs> she wants some fun stuff for the for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, check us out at our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have a investigator tier and a medium tier, and you can check out those two tiers. They obviously offer different levels of stuff. Ooh. And they're pretty, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, let's flip that coin. Okay. You ready to flip that coin? Uh, yes, I want butts. <laughs> See more butts. Wait, oh, the tail is a butt. I was like, yeah. I was like, the head is not a butt. What are we? Okay. Yeah, the butt is a butt. The tail is a butt. The eagle is the butt, okay, if you know what I well, mean. Hang on, I'm just, I fucking drop it. I'm like sucking ever since I got sick. It's heads, I go first again. Rip. Okay. I'm going to stop choosing butts because the tail end, Whoop. you know? Yes. Where did I? Oh, my notes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here so, we go. Okay. so you, Katie Groves, what are you I, doing? I, Katie Groves, am going over the Black Monk of Pontefract. Ooh. Ooh. I know zero about this. I didn't know shit either when I started. Okay, cool. So this was pretty cool reading about it. So all the information that I got was from a book on Amazon called The Black Monk of Pontefract, the world's most violent and relentless poltergeist. Oh, shit. So there had been a lot of books written about this particular poltergeist. Okay. Because actually it's still there today. Okay. It has not gone away. Jesus. You can still go there and spend that night. I don't want to. You don't want to? No. I don't so, fuck with poltergeist, bro. Yeah, this one's... That's not my jam. This one's just a wee bit rough. A wee bit. A the, wee, the worst in the world, so the book says. Yeah, it's actually pretty 
It's pretty bad. There's some pretty rough stories in here. Like, it's fucked up a few people. I'm good. I'm perfectly content sure? to stay over here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm good. You don't want to? I kind of want to. Well, I guess if you want to, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. Yeah, because normally you're like, eh, we'll talk about it. So, I mean, if you want to go somewhere, I guess we're going to go. We're going to go. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, I'll reread this and then maybe. So okay. this this book did a pretty good job in the first two chapters giving kind of like a summary. Okay. But the book was also 3,500 pages. <gasps> that's a lot of pages. I read 300 and it was like, screw this. That's the, some dedication that's, though. This is the story. Yeah. There was a little itty bitty pages, but oh. still. But still. But still. It was still a lot. So read two chapters. It got me the gist of what I needed to relay the story. I can't relay. It would be like a two hour special to cover like the whole fucking story. Jiminy Christmas. Probably more than that. So Easy. Our story begins... Okay. ...at 30 East Drive, Pontefract, United Kingdom. Okay, I was about to ask what country this was in. United Kingdom. Okay. So it's a kind of a smallish town. It's more like northern... Uh, more than... I almost said London. Um, more than U- northern UK. Okay. It's near Leeds. Or if you don't know where Leeds okay. is, it's like east of Manchester, I think. Yeah. I got you. So somewhere around there. So, if anybody knows the the black monk of Pontefract, you think it begins with the with the what what is their last name? The pitcher, the Pr- Pritchards, the Pritchards. Pritchards. Okay. It doesn't actually start there. Oh. So a lot of people think that oh, it's this family that got it did not start with that family. Okay, it started pre that pre family. that family. It started when that fucking building got built. Awesome. So the first owners, which is. These, I, I get so, I, I read all these British names and I'm like, oh, Jesus. The British names aren't even that bad. Lander, William, Farrar. Okay. He he goes by Bill. So we're going to call him oh, Bill. Oh, well, that's convenient. Thanks, Bill. And then Barbara Farrar. Okay. Okay. They got- Barbara and Bill. Barbara and Bill. Okay. Okay. So they got married in 1950 after World War II. Bill, okay. Bill went to war and he came back, got married. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. During this time in the UK- Married couples were able to get subsidized housing oh, nice. from the government, which was really nice. cool. So they, they ended up having a child, and they were looking at the subsidized housing. So they had to wait a little bit because the house was actually being built. So their particular house, obviously, is 30 East Drive, Pontefract, United Kingdom. Nice. Okay. So there's a lot of reasons as to why people believe this poltergeist manifested in this house. Okay. It's because it was also built on a well. Oh, that's a dumb idea. Right, because, because as running we know, water, water, running water. But also there's more to it than that. Gross. Okay. So the well was either developed by the monks of the Priory of St. John in 19... Oh, excuse me, 1090. Jesus. Or the residents of the Pontefract Priory. So some some little priory in, in the thousands Okay, where so, the well was built. <laughs> so did they demolish this place to build this? They plugged it up oh. with concrete. Why do people do that with wells? That's never a good idea. No, I have no idea. Well, apparently it was like a decent site. Like it ran underground. Like I have no idea how they were able to build it. So the story has it that a wicked black monk would assault and kill little girls and throw their bodies down the well. That went from zero to a thousand and fucking five. Also, all of these houses that were built for the subsidizing grants. Row house things, I'm sure. uh, Was built on a battlefield that had three battles that had taken oh, place during the English Civil War in the 1600s. Why the fuck do people always like build suburbs on um, ancient burial grounds? Yeah, battlefields. Or, like, battlefields or like whatever. 
That's so. I stupid. mean, it lands, lands. I mean, you gotta because. Well, I mean, also England only has oh. like a small amount of land. Oh, I wrote in my notes. Fuck it, let's build houses here. That's why. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that's what. <laughs> if I was a contractor, that's what I would say is, ah, fuck it, uh, let's fuck build it. houses because yeah. that's all you do. So the reason why there was just fun fact, the reason why there was three battlefields there is because there was an actual pontefract castle like there was a oh. castle in this region so that's oh, why damn so that's why there, it was apparently like a strategic like bonaparte napoleon napoleon no. bonaparte yeah, i think yeah you were correct was, okay cool like was all up in this biz and was like trying to starve them out and like oh, it, was, yeah. it was a thing and oh cool so not only is it like battlefields but it's also like starvation tactics dope yep that's my favorite oh lord yeah so so well, so fuck it let's build houses here perfect <laughs> so bill and barbara finally make it into this house in September of 1954. Like, it was finally finished. Okay. Like, they, they put technically two houses on this well, but house 30 mm. was the one that was, like, like prominently. On it. Yes. Okay, so it took them four years to finish this housing project, it sounds like, because they got married in 50, right? So, yes, but the house 30 and 79, because they were at the very end okay. where also this, this well was, were okay. the last ones to be built. Gotcha. So they kind of started up front and then worked their way back. And then... Right. It just so happened. Yowzers. And yes. I think houses took longer back then to be built because they were built better instead of let's just like prefab, throw this bitch up. Maybe. So. Or also like, you know, they also didn't have like excavators and power Oh yeah, tools. I guess that's true. Well, no, they did, didn't they? Weren't huh? they in 1960? I don't think they built government houses in the UK. Is I, I, don't, I don't know. We have some UK listeners tell us. Maybe. Because I feel like that's a thing that they had bulldozers in the 60s. I'm like 98,000 percent sure. Well, they're also not know. bulldozing houses. In the <laughs> well, or excavators. That's the correct word. You're right. I mean, I didn't say it. You did. So you're right. I mean, okay. No. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> the house, the houses were bare bones. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Bill had to furnish it, which meant he had to get like paints, cupboards, mm-hmm. everything. Like it was oh, wow. just like frames, walls, and then they just had to go at it. Wow. Wait Re- four years for that shit. Reason why I bring that up. While working on the house, yeah, putting all the shit in. Bill experiences that the cupboards and the cabinet doors were askew a few days after putting them up. This that was would kind of piss me. This off was kind so of like bad. the first like what the fuck's going on in this house? Like he he was a handyman, yeah. right? You know, like a, a, a little like a hard Yorkshire man yeah. in the 1960s. Like right. he had to put up a cupboard, right? Yeah. So he's putting up you know the cabinets and shit, and he lines them up perfectly. And he said yeah. a few days later he'd come back and everything was just off. I hate that. Like, that would make me so mad to walk into my cabinets, be like two degrees to the right. Like, oh my God. Yep. He also would would have to call in the contractors that mm-hmm. were in charge of it and would say like, hey, the hot water heater's not working no. for some reason. And they would always come in and say, hey, there's, there's nothing wrong with your hot water heater. We have no idea why the house would never heat up. It's fine. So there was that. Also, this one drove him nuts. Every time I tried to put wallpaper up, it would just peel right off the wall and just fall right on the ground. That would make me so angry. He would get, he got so mad. He bought every single type of wallpaper he could just to put up on the wall and it just kept ripping off and falling on the floor. That's so shitty. Immediately. So it was like, fuck it, paint. Here we go. So. I mean, yeah. At that point, you just have to settle for paint, even if you want that pretty floral pattern. Too bad, so sad, bud. Yeah, well, wallpaper sucks anyway, so. I mean, yes, but... Barbara's mom would come over and watch their newborn Jane. So the first time that she did this, mm-hmm. after the first night, her mom was very upset and Jane was also really restless. Okay. So it was noted like the two were upset whenever Bill and Barbara got home. Yeah. Barbara's mom refused to 
come over and watch Jane at their place ever again. Oh. Was just like, you know what? Mm-mm. Like, that gave me the need, chills a little bit. Yeah, I you don't need, know why. Yeah, so she ref- refused, would not come over, never said why. Never said, like, what bothered her, what was wrong. It was okay. just it was just her and, her and Jane were upset. That was just the end of that. Yeah, not ever doing it again. Things around the house started to move. Furniture, trinkets on the fireplace mantle were common. Ew. Bill's cups of tea and tools would go missing as no. he was using them. You don't fuck with a British man's tea. <laughs> that's the rudest thing I've ever heard in my life. <gasps> I almost said that's racist. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never met a Brit that does not like tea. I love tea. Same. Tea's great. Hot tea. Yeah. Not cold tea like how we think of in the South. Like I'm talking hot, hot tea. tea. Yeah. Like Earl Grey is my personal favorite. I didn't know you drink hot tea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We also drink coffee like crazy. That's true. So because of them, because of all this stuff missing, Barbara would constantly blame bill and bill's like no my shit's going missing too so it kind of created like a little like underlying tension oh for sure yeah rips in the furniture would start okay so all their like little like it would look like a nail like a cat's nail would rip the furniture like while they were watching or just like they'd They'd find find it it. later they would find it and then jane's dolls would start to have rips in them fuck that like the same type what is it with like the 1960s and fucking dolls bro why dolls were a thing i don't like that I mean, they we were have, a thing we have barbie dolls like stuffed animals okay oh jane or, yeah the kid the kid okay, that makes more sense for some reason child, i thought the, that you said barbara and i was like oh she must collect dolls oh did i say barbara i'm uh, so sorry i think you said jane and my brain said Barbara. okay well i meant jane jane's dolls the child's doll yeah, the, the, the baby. baby okay cool so also even the flowers and the vegetables in the garden would not grow even though bill was an avid gardener he like grew up growing fruits and vegetables in the garden with his parents that one gave me full body chills yes and even to this day they cannot get shit to grow oh no yeah doesn't happen oh it's like another one of the um the devil's tramping ground where like nothing will grow nothing will grow i wonder why jane while staying in the house was constantly restless she would never sleep the whole night oh would wake would wake barbara bill up and they would constantly have to put her back down that's so sad it got to the point to where she was also having scratches on her faces. No! On her face. Yes. So Barbara thought it was like kind of like her... Because children sometimes like scratch themselves. Right. Yeah, if you don't keep their fingernails trimmed, they'll hurt themselves. Yes. Yeah, so she would put little mitts on, on yeah. her before she put her down yeah. in the evening. Which but, is common. But then still got scratches on her face. So the doctor was called in, which was kind of like a family doctor. His name is Dr. Young. And even upon the doctor's arrival to the house, he hated it. Oh. He was like, this house feels like a barn. Like Ugh. he like that was his comment, but he hated the house. So he came in, checked on Jane, said there was nothing wrong with Jane. Like they're like just yeah, there's, there's no reason fine. she should have scratches yes, on her it, face. There's no reason none of this shit should be happy. Or she can't happening. sleep. So Ugh. Bill also noted in the book that I read that Barbara went from being like this happy go lucky girl, like mm-hmm. would always want to go out, do things, like was yeah. always jiving, like cool, cool for cats kind of girl, and yeah. then she just went very quiet very solemn oh just no energy that's so sad yes just kind of sucked the life out of her move she would find excuses to not stay in the house oh yeah that's fair would always stay with her mother because bill would find like part-time jobs because he worked with i think the fire department or whatever the equivalent of that is in the uk right and sometimes he'd come home late with a part-time job and then barbara wouldn't even be home some nights because she didn't want to be there alone oh so That's definitely a clue to move. Oh, yeah. Just, well, we're getting there. We're close. 
when Barbara's second child was conceived, she was very ill. Like, apparently she had to have medical attention every single week. She had to have injections every single week. I don't know what, but she was not not doing well. And that kid was conceived in the house, right? I'm assuming. I mean, I assume so. I assume so. That's a safe assumption. Yes. Dr. Young refused to make house call visits. Holy shit. Because of the house. He he was like, I hate that house. Don't want to come in. Blah, blah, blah. Not happening. Oh, so Lord. this called the this this caused the Ferrars to need to move. Yeah, right. So That's later so on, sad. later on in life, I don't uh-huh. know at what point, but Bill definitely recognized something had happened to his wife inside of the yeah. house that completely changed her demeanor for the rest of her life. No, she was never the same afterwards. Oh, man, I was gonna ask if like after they moved, she got better, but no, nope. Her or her oh. demeanor never returned. He- Health wise, fine. Demeter yeah. never came back. God. She just, every, something happened to her in the house. She never once told him what had happened to her. Okay. But Bill thinks that something happened in one of the smaller bedrooms because he just said it felt like a denser atmosphere. And even in the hall, in, in the stairwell, it was also just, you know, that negative, like yeah. you just feel something like it's gross. So this is like a two level, like townhouse. Maybe, yes. So it's thing? a two level house, three okay. bedrooms, upstairs, downstairs, mm-hmm. kitchen, living room. Okay. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. In the in May of 1955, okay. so eight months later, Barbara ran into her friend, Jean Pritchard. Okay. Pritchard. Pritchard. Yeah, Pritchard. Uh, to swap houses with her. Like, ran into each other and was like, you know what? We should swap houses. What an asshole. Like, that's the <laughs> shittiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's what I know. When I, what a I was dick. like, you fucking tricked her. Yeah, yep. like, hey, you want to switch houses? Ours is a three-bedroom. Yours is a two. It'll be great for you that's, and your family. What literally. an asshole. Yeah, the, the Pritchards wanted it because the Ferrars house was bigger. Yeah. Holy so shit, that how was, did I do that? That was the know. reason why they switched. I Okay, so straight up, I literally have no idea anything about this property. I don't know how I just assumed, oh, it's bigger. Let's move. Huh. I don't like that. You know, yeah. Well, that's, like that's actually what happened. Gross. Sue. Sue. I put Jean and Jean agreed with a lot of ease for some, yeah. Well, I mean, it was bigger. That's that's what you do when there's a bigger property. And do they have more kids or just... Two kids. Two kids. Okay, well, I mean, the that same. would give them their own bedrooms. I guess so if they were yeah. living in a two-bedroom house and had two kids. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. So Barbara and her mother, like, that day went to the courthouse and had everything arranged for the two families to swap houses because apparently... Jean was also living in a subsidized housing just oh, okay. just right next, kind of like one road over, it seems okay. like, because like they yeah. were saying that the same roads were close enough okay. about their backyards yeah. were kind of like to be together. That's how the, the narrative was written in such a way. So in the book, it also said that even Jean's house had an apparition of a little girl that haunted the house. Gross. That even Bill and Barbara saw it oh so gene was like yeah that's a great idea let's fucking switch Which switch because they didn't know like neither of them knew they thought they were getting the better deal out of it because they were like oh we have a ghost in our house no everyone just knew gonna trade. everyone knew that that the go- the girl was there in gene's house oh bill, bill and barbara saw the little girl in before Jean's they moved house. out yes oh yes so it's like you know what lesser the two evils fuck it holy shit yeah because whatever was scared her enough in that house 30 East Drive yeah. was not as bad as the house that they were moving into with the apparition of the little girl. Holy shit. That's why we need... That's I'm making bad. sound effects. That's why I need a soundboard. Yeah, so we don't have to. So we we can just like to. spooky noise. Beep boop up. So the Pritchards uh-huh. lived in this house for a decade. 
nothing happened. The 31, right? Yes, 30 East Drive. Yeah, that one. So they swap houses. Okay. They had some friends to help out. Yeah, blah, no blah, big blah. deal. No big deal. They swap houses. A decade, almost a decade. August of 1966 is when all hell breaks loose in this fucking house. Okay. Okay, ready? All right, buckle up. Here we go. It was a holiday in the UK, which mm-hmm. I don't know what fucking holiday it was. Lucky. Most of the Pritchard family had left. So Joe, the father, and his wife, Jean, so the mm-hmm. mother, had left with their 12-year-old daughter, Diane, okay. to go hit up the beach or something. Apparently, they're yeah. pretty close to the ocean. I would imagine it's not that bad of a drive. So Philip, the 15-year-old son, chose to stay home with Jean's mother, Sarah. Okay. They were in the living room, chilling, minding their own fucking business. Hanging out. Yeah, you know, dabbing probably, I don't know, yeah, whatever, whatever kids did whatever in the kids 60s. Did in the 60s. A fine white powder began to fall from the ceiling. However, it wasn't falling from the ceiling. It was materializing a few feet from the ceiling and completely covered everything in the room like a fine layer of snow coated everything. I don't like that. So as soon as Philip and Sarah cleaned up the living room, intricate pools of water had started to appear in the kitchen. Like, perfectly poured. Like, you know how water, like, pools together, right? So, it was, like, it wasn't, like, splattered. It was just perfect pools of water on the linoleum floor in the kitchen. What the fuck? They called a plumber, which I guess came immediately, checked out the pipes. Yeah. And was, like, there's no reason why these pools. Right. As he was checking everything out, more pools of water kept showing up in the kitchen no yep and the when the plumber plumber saw it and was like i don't i don't know what what the hell is going on here i don't know what this is as weird as they started yeah it just stopped okay did they disappear or did they just like stop appearing i think stopped appearing okay that's gross tea leaves and sugar was thrown about in the kitchen apparently they had like a dispenser for it right, and so like yeah. the dispenser was open and then just tea leaves and sugar just out out there going what the fuck Philip and Sarah saw this with their own eyes. Like, saw, like, the tea leaves Yowzers. and sugar coming out. A potted plant at the bottom of the stairwell was now at the middle of the stairwell. Like, it got moved up. Oh. Kitchen cupboards began to shake violently. And Philip opened one of them and there was nothing in it. Eventually, banging and thudding began to occur upstairs part of the house. No. And Philip and Sarah were too scared to go upstairs and Probably check it Probably that little bedroom. Probably. So, they ended up calling the police understandable and nothing was found in the house awesome the police did a sweep of the house it was like there's no one here awesome so after that was kind of what happened that day okay so eventually the all in one day yes that happened all in one day the first day the very first day so the the pritchard family all came home and then they were all being subjected to it so this was like a summary of what had happened there's obviously way more to it i only wanted to get five pages of this because it's a little lengthy but i got some to move got some solid stories about what happened buckle up so okay so things started to get worse things were thrown with great force or gently glided through the air because that also happened in the humpty do yeah older guys which that's the halloween special that, that like, you should totally check out awkward juxtaposition between the two yeah they, yeah because you know physics don't exist with older guys that's true that's very true all kinds of knocks would be heard throughout the house and even would respond to questions or requests Lights would turn on and off, and anything electrical would go haywire. Okay. Objects would appear and disappear, and that's called a port. That's called a port. When something, like, when a poltergeist takes something and then, like, materializes it somewhere else, it's Uh called a port. I hate that. I hate that there's a word because it happens so often. Yes. Photos were torn up. Ew. Rude. And once, while Jean was cleaning the the flute of the chimney, 
a shower of keys rained down on her. What the fuck? Who's stealing keys? The fucking poltergeist, this old bitch. That's so rude. That's also kind of painful. Ever been fucking hit with keys? I have. It hurts. Once in my life. Yeah. No, it's not not a fun time. No, it it's hurts. not a good time. Yeah. So being rained on with keys. So this this whole this whole next episode is um, Jane. Jean almost being fucked up, or Jean being fucked up, or her shit being fucked up. Awesome. Awesome. Even though she was not the target, was not the common target of the poltergeist, Diane was. Oh. (laughs) The child. (laughs) Awesome. So, one evening, a neighbor came over for tea to shoot the shit with Jean. Yeah, as you do. Right. In the 60s. Yeah, you're just chilling, you vibing. They were at the bottom of the staircase when, at the top, the grandmother clock started to rock back and forth, making its way to the staircase, (gasps) to which it fell over, face forward, down the stairs. If the women had not moved out of the way, straight up would have taken out their kneecaps. It was a huge clock, and it was very heavy. Would have, like, hurt them 100%. That gives me so many kinds of chills, and I don't like it. I wrote, taking out their kneecaps in my notes. Jean was in the master bedroom when okay. she heard buzzing coming from the closet. What As the fuck? she opened the closet, a swarm of fucking bees came out and stung the shit out of her. Bees? Bees. The bees. See, I was thinking like flies because that's what I associate with like demons and poltergeists and shit. But, like bees are sweet little like save the planet things, not death. Well, apparently to Nicolas Cage, they are not. Oh, poor Nick Cage. I like Nick Cage. Oh, do you not know? No. The Wicker Man? Oh. The bees. I have not the seen bees. The Wicker Man in I have. so it's long. It's a fucking awful movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> a neighbor once knocked on the preacher's door. Okay. When Jean opened the door, the bewildered man said absolutely nothing and just pointed to the front garden. All of Jean's bedding and sheets, records, and clothing were thrown out into the front yard. Her bedroom window was open. What an asshole. <laughs> so, what? so the poster guys was just like, fucking shit, bitch, and just threw it all out the window. I'm sorry, you want to sleep? No. You want to listen to some nice, relaxing music? No. The same thing Ugh. happened to Philip in his room, and there was a window washer. It didn't say where the window washer was, but apparently someone saw his shit being thrown out the window as well. So imagine being that window washer, like, across the street, just cleaning some windows, like, vibing you know, whistling your little music and you'll hear something hit the ground and you're like, what the fuck? And you look behind you and there's just a bunch of shit being tossed out a window. <laughs> you're like, just like, who? Oh was- no, who upset the missus this time? And then you look in the window and there's fucking nobody right, there. Nobody is tossing Nobody's the things there. out. It's just shit coming out the window. Ugh, I hate it. For a time, green ooze would come out of the oh, piping. Oh no, ectoplasm. God, no. Yes. And it actually came out so much they actually got a sample of it no and actually brought it off to a lab to identify the material and the material could never be identified it was also getting in the cabinets too that's so rude it was disgusting like gross shit all over your that stuff yeah that all that only happened once and it only happened for a little bit and then it just eventually stopped Ugh. so of course as, as as anybody in this situation instance would do they called the quirky man they're reasonable yeah but of course it did nothing. Nothing happened. No, of course not. The the holy man said that whatever haunted the house was evil and unholy. Really? <laughs> really? No, I think it, I think it's nice. I think it's it's just bringing the bees for fun. You know what I mean? Like I'm um, serenading you with bees. It's fine. Don't worry about. It. No, the stings are gonna heal you. To the sound of my bees. <laughs> what an asshole! That's so stupid. Oh my goodness. 
And because they brought the holy man in, the, the hauntings and the situation exacerbated. Did he even everything. like try to bless the place or did he just walk in and be like, yep, it's a demon, bye. I, I think, yeah, I think so. I think try to like maybe do like a mini exorcism on the house. I mean, it was definitely a mini exorcism because it didn't fucking work. That shit doesn't work on poltergeist. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Shit Moving don't work. works. Even sometimes that don't. Ooh, yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Here we go. So things finally came to a head when Joe had a run-in. Okay. He had been constantly brushing everything off and kind of been laughing it off because, you know, he's another Yorkshire man and pulls him up by by his bootstraps. I don't think they talk like that. I can't do it. I mean, I can't do a Yorkshire accent and I'm not going to try. I'm not going to do a UK accent. So he was just like, this isn't happening. Y'all yeah. crazy. There's an explanation. Yeah, something, <laughs> something. You're stupid. So oh, no. there's apparently a coal covered yeah which they call the coal house okay but it was downstairs they said next to the bathroom okay but it's like a it's like a closet cupboard that you can walk into it's okay. kind of how i i understood this okay so he went to go into the coal closet to get I, to get coal and when he came back out he was a broken man he came back out not the same person never talked about what happened never never nothing he just like Barbara just kind of had the lights, well, the lights sucked at. Are you mad? I. What are you, what are you feeling over there? You got a face. Uh, so like you said that and that was not what I was expecting. And then when my brain processed what you said, my whole body shivered. Yeah. And like the worst horror movie poltergeist bullshit is going through my head that could have happened in there. And I don't like it. Yep. So he never said what happened, but it was assumed that he was definitely attacked while he went in there. I'd say so. Like, did anybody hear anything or was it like silent? I don't think so. I think it was never said. Okay. In the book, in, in the book I read, at least, I think somebody else could have probably elaborated a little bit more. I don't like that. But he, I think because of him saying like, it's not real, like nothing's happening. Oh yeah, you antagonize it. It's going to show you it's he fucking real. unintentionally antagonized it. And oh yeah. It definitely wanted to show that, nah, bitch. Right, yeah. and I mean, like, that's crazy, too, because it didn't do it in a, a big, flashy way. It did it in a very quiet way, which yeah. I don't like. Which is not That is fun. different than a, anything else. I don't like that. So even though, like, everyone else was getting their shit fucked up, Diane also seemed to be the one that had the most... She... Everyone got messed with, but mm. she had more forceful attacks. Okay. And consistently. How, how old is Diane? I know you said she was the kid. Twelve fuck at, okay. the, at the time that this whole thing started okay. it was a two-year event Ugh. so one night she was walking to her room okay and she she recalled this this evening right she said that she was engulfed in complete darkness where the room had become icy cold oh. a very large shadow figure appeared before her a large and heavy wooden hallway stand was picked up and used to pin her down no so this is where it gets weird this is where the physics of the poltergeist don't make any fucking sense. As they don't, ever. The stand could have crushed her, okay. but, it, it, but it wasn't. It was using just enough force to pin her down. Not However, to injure her, just hold her down. Right. However, no one could pick it up. Oh. So it was using just enough force to pin her down. But, but still resisting anybody trying to move it. Exactly. So there was an equilibrium on force. Of not crushing versus pinning her down. Joe and Philip were trying to get it off of her and could not. I hate that. The only way they were able to get it off of her is when Jean told her that she needed to calm down and relax. And then suddenly at that point, 
Joe and Philip were able to pull it off. Ew. I hate that so much. Also, the entity dragged Diane up the stairs in front of Jean and Philip. Like, by her hair? By her ankles? By her throat? (laughs) It left bruises on her neck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it apparently grabbed her by the throat and dragged her up the stairs. Oh, I hate that so much. So, those were the only two stories that happened to Diane, but that those were the, pretty much the most two brutal stories that had happened to her while she was in the house. Fuck that, bro. No. Big fuck that. So in the beginning, it's it's commonly in the area, the, the, the poltergeist is called Fred. Oh. But politically, more more like famously, it's called the Black Monk. Okay. So, so here's why I went from Fred to Black Monk. So like anybody who like was related or like in it would call the ghost the poltergeist fred because okay. they were trying to like normalize it just oh. kind of be like hoo, hoo, fred fred's back at it again fred did right it. yeah okay fair so where it turns black monk is when they actually see it oh gene and Ugh. joe were in the bed one night when a black robed figure with an empty void for a face appeared Fuck in the- no <laughs> appeared in the doorway before joe could even get up to investigate it disappeared the neighbor next door saw it appear behind Jean while she was over for a visit. She was at the kitchen sink and it appeared behind her. And both of the children eventually did see this apparition. I hate that so much. Behind her while she was at the sink? Yes. Huh. Like at, the, at the kitchen sink doing her jam. At somebody else's house? Yep. No, no, no. In her house, someone oh. else was over. Oh, okay. I was about to say she was at the neighbor's house and the thing was fucking behind her? Well, no. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, God. <laughs> After two years... So a bunch, it was just a bunch of stories of like, sh- yeah. basically everything like everything that. was fine for 10 years and yeah. then two a- fucking years. Oh no. It was noted that apparently kitchen knives love to be thrown around. Like a poltergeist loves a particular object asshole. to throw and it was knives, but there was never a story about knives. But that was apparently a favorite object to be he thrown. He just liked to toss them around. Excuse me, I'm practicing my juggling, boys. <sighs> After two years of this bullshit, yeah. one afternoon, Philip said that he saw the entity in the living room. And then when it when that entity went away, nothing happened. Okay. It just stopped. Okay, so it just fucked with him real good for two years. Yep. Ugh. Or did it? Oh, no. What do you mean? After Joe's death of a heart attack in 1986. Okay. So now 20, 20 years ahead. So 20 years ahead at that point. Okay. Gene lived alone in the house for another 25 years. So we're 45 years past the, the event. end of so the stuff. So we're about 50 years. Yeah. So about okay. 50 years into the future. A distant relative of Jean, Pat Holden, apparently like Pat saw Jean as an aunt okay. kind of thing, Okay, directed a movie called When the Lights Go Out. And oh. that, that movie is based off of the Black Monk of Pontefract. Gross. Gross title. So it, it took place, it was, it, was, it was acted like it was, took place at 30 East Drive, but they, they left Jean alone. They didn't want to bother her. They figured that she had suffered enough, so they didn't even talk to her about it. They didn't even ask her like for guidance on it. It was just like, you, we got the story. It's fine. You're good. Well, thank goodness for that. After the release of the movie, however, oh, no. the oh, producer no. Bill, Bill Bungay. What a name. What a last name. Was looking for a way to promote the movie. So there's that allure of, you know, 30 East Drive. Like that yeah. house is there. Right. Like they know her, they know the house is there, and they know exactly where it's at. Let's just let's just go. Let's just go see it, right? So Bill just kind of one day just felt said he was like I was drawn towards it, and he gets on a train and he starts heading there. That's always bad when you're drawn to a location. I don't. That's not a good idea. That's not it was a for good sale idea. when he got there. Did he, he was buy the so motherfucker? pissed that they didn't even check to see if the house was for sale because they wanted to 
record the production in the house. Right. So they were like, oh my God, it's now it's, it's for sale. We could have recorded the whole fucking movie in the house. He bought it. Yes. Of course he did. He bought the motherfucking house. Of course house. he did. He still owns the house. He's, okay. He still owns it. Did he reshoot the film? He should have. No, no. So he starts holding some PR events in the house. This is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. No, I thought the dumbest thing you ever heard was going back to the case crossed okay times. yeah all right you you're right this is one <laughs> this of is the second thing this is the second dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> oh no so during so during one of the pr events bill met one of the neighbors carol fieldhouse who is a medium okay okay during their meeting together carol told bill that his tenant is present and bill went what the fuck are you talking about and carol goes the black monk is here he's standing at the bottom of the staircase Duh. So of course Bill looks down and is like, "There's no one fucking there. You're 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 joking on." No, no, she's just sensitive. That's all. Yep, that's what it is. So even though Jean had moved on, Carol could still hear in her own house banging footsteps and loud voices coming from thirty or thirty East Drive. Nope. Yep. Oh yeah. But so another time while Bill was holding a get together with the stars. So he he constantly hosted PR events. So like one of the events was two lucky people, two lucky contestants got to come and stay like in the house. But it wasn't said what had happened, but. This is some Zach Bagans bullshit. Yes, actually. Actually, you're not wrong. He hosted another get together where all the stars would come over and Bill was trying to get a selfie with one of the stars when his 75% charged iPhone died. Just fucking die that doesn't happen with iphones those bitches will sit at one percent forever that or they'll die at five percent but not 75 not 75 so the selfie wasn't taken because the girl like grabbed the iphone from him went to go take a selfie and then she's like your phone just died the selfie was never taken because when he turned it back on it was not there yeah several weeks later a very blurry picture of him and two actresses appeared on the home screen to which so freaked out right now he said that picture was never taken he never posed with those two actresses. Ugh. So who the hell knows where that picture came from? And was set on his home screen picture. Later, Carol reported to Bill that the activity in the house was getting worse and even Carol's house was being affected with activity. Apparently, she was seeing orbs around the house and then the sheets or the blankets in her son's room was molded into a person, a humanoid shape. Like, That's somebody was standing underneath it. The grossest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yep. So, Ooh. after Bill realized that shit was still happening in the house, he called in a documentary crew, and there was, like, this whole, like, documentary that was going to be made on the house for Bing, the search okay. engine. Wow. Okay. That's a blast from the past. And they were going to catch some evidence on the thing, but, of course, with the poltergeist, you don't ever catch evidence. Correct, because it bo- doesn't want to show you it's real. Correct. So a few strange things happened while they were in the house. The best thing, this was the best thing, they lost the keys to the house. They couldn't leave because they couldn't lock up the house because they lost the keys. You want to know, know where the fucking keys were? In the coal closet. Nope. Where? They were in the bag of a vacuum in the house and the vacuum did not work. They found the keys in the fucking vacuum. How does that... First off, who the fuck looks in a vacuum... Who looks in the bag of the vacuum? Well, is my I think question. I think they shook it. And they I know, the but keys. who who does that? Who thinks of that? Yeah, yeah, even. Yep, that's. I where would the... just be like, well, the keys are fucking gone. Yeah, I would have never thought to check a vacuum. He said he bought it from like a second hand store. 
the vacuum did not work and the keys ended up in there. So, like, there was no way that the vacuum could even suck up the keys to begin with. It didn't work. And even then, like, the tubes are too small for a whole set of the keys. keys. Correct. So, that's Ugh. where they found the That's key. so awful. One neighbor complained to Bill that the monk was running through the backyards and asked him if he could, quote, rain in his ghost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let me yeah, get let right me, on yeah, that, bud. just fucking, you know, put a castle cast some D&D spell on this fucking bitch house. Seriously, hold monster. Yeah, That's what Jesus. I'll do. Just hold up. <laughs> Jesus. So it's theorized that this poltergeist was gaining energy from the water, yep. from the running water in the well. Easy. There's there's a common theory that poltergeists use the energy of a small child. Like that seems to be a common thing of yeah. poltergeists. So this, this poltergeist kind of threw like all the theories through a loop as yeah. to why it was there because it never attached to anybody. It just fucked with everybody. It just fucked with everybody in the house. So it was believed that the running water yeah. helped fuel that poltergeist. And it did not need a small host child in this instance. I hate that. So Bill constantly invites people to stay a few nights in the house to experience the happenings just okay. to have more people. Oh, yeah. That, that's what you do. Like, let us let me invite all of my friends. Look at my haunted house. Here we are. I think that's a cool idea. I mean, it's definitely an idea it's because, like, <laughs> belief in the thing and putting energy into that, like, any 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 being, anything, it doesn't matter if it's a poltergeist, just a regular, like, run-of-the-mill spirit, like... A uh, swarm of bees. Right. It doesn't matter. You put energy into it, it's going to get worse. So the more people who know about it, the more people who believe in it and, like, are looking for it, of course, the more it's going to act up. Yeah, so I guess... So it just, yeah, so it did, it, it sparked back up. Yeah, what what an idea. What, a, what, what an a, idea. What a novel plan. What a dumbass. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, <sighs> tell me how you really feel. That guy's so stupid. <sighs> so, so it's just funny because he invites people to stay in the house because he's like, I need other people to validate my experiences because Bill is so fucking terrified of this ghost. He has never, house, Bill? he has never stayed in the house. A what night. A, Bill, you're an idiot, man. I'm so sorry, but Don't bud. insult him. We gotta we gotta go. <gasps> I wanna go stay in the house. Okay. Oh, okay. So one of the I best things wanna. that happened to Bill, he he talked about a bunch of different stories of like things would move and he saw it or like a gate he closed would open back up. This was the best one. The best story. He was in the kitchen at the sink, right? Okay. And he said he like he surefire felt like there was somebody standing behind him like 110 percent, he thought somebody was standing behind him to which he started to turn around oh, he really no. thought he was gonna see the black monk standing right. behind him and he was like oh my god there's something like so he slowly turned around to look into like to the rest of the kitchen and there was nobody there Ugh. all of a sudden no a small wooden domino fucking pops into existence and flies towards his face just gets hurtled towards his face so he panics. He starts like trying to like back up and whatever. Last second, the the domino veers off and just bounces off a window, hits like another cupboard and crashes onto the floor. Well, thank goodness your face was spared, sir. So, <laughs> oh man. So at the time this had happened, he had another paranormal crew with him. So okay. the rest of them come running in like, what the fuck happened? He's What's like, that noise? Where did this domino come from? It was a domino somewhere else in the house. Oh, so he awesome. he thanked the ghost for not hitting him in the face. Okay, that was a smart move. And Bill. then was Good like, call. but what the hell, dude? To which the rest of the time in, in the house, he constantly had small objects whipped at him. No. Like marbles, fake fruits, all kinds of shit. 
I mean, like, good on you for saying thank you for not hitting me in the face. I think you probably should have just left it there, but I understand because I would definitely be cussing up a storm at the ghost. Yep. So. Hmm. So he swears up and down that that domino just popped into midair and just was thrown at his face. Could you imagine something just popping into existence in front of you? I'd shit myself. I wouldn't know what to do. I think I I really don't know what I would do. Uh, when Carol Carol came over a couple other times because she kind of like took it upon herself to like watch over the house, but then okay. Bill was just kind of like, "You want you want to come over today?" So like Carol would sometimes come over. Yeah. One day she was over at the house, and I think her either her children or I think it was her grandchildren. A okay. couple of her grandchildren came over, Ooh. and she turned around and saw one of her grandchildren had a fake orange in her mouth, and so she went over and was like, "Hey, like like that's not real. Where did you get that?" And the the little daughter with all like there, apparently there was some people in the house uh-huh. was like the man in the black robe gave it to me. <sighs> no, I don't know what the fuck that noise was that just came out of me, but no, thank you. <laughs> the thing is the bees. Ooh. So that was cool. The bee so, man. So there's just a whole bunch of different experiences that go on in this house. I don't like it. You can read that book off of Amazon. There's a couple of other books out there. I think one of them was like Poltergeist with an exclamation point was a really popular. I think one of the first books written about the Black Monk, but I, didn't, okay. I, I just chose this one. I just was like, you know what? It's on Amazon. Kindle. Let's so get it. is this a place that's like still this active today? Mm? Gross. So you can go to 30eastdrive.com. Okay. And you can get in contact. I'm not, I don't know if like there's a manager or for the mm. bill himself, but you can get in contact and request to stay. Oh. And then there are also like reports of what people experienced or like their testimony of them staying in the house on this website. Okay. That's pretty cool. So other people's experiences are written on the website and any photos that they take that they capture something is also on the website. Okay. That's pretty The, the website's a little wonky, but it is there. Okay. All right. And Bill still owns it to this day? Yep. Shit still happens. Even when they, like, start to modernize the house, the ghost starts to fuck with their modernized oh, shit. Oh, well, yeah. Because, like, apparently they put a detachable thermostat in the house. Oh, that's and really the, nice. And the ghost just loves to just fucking take it and put it places. Well, I mean, most thermostats are detachable. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So it would just that's take so it off shitty. the wall. Yep. Like, oh, you want it to be 67? Ha, get fucked. Yes, you gotta find it first, beach. Ha ha. That's so rude. So that is the Black Monk of Pontefract. That was terrifying. That was... I fun. actually really hated that. Like, legitimately yeah. did not like it. Well, that was, there was no, like, firsthand experiences from, like, Gene and Joe. Like, they didn't, uh-huh. like, there was no interviews because there was apparently two other books that were written that covered it. Okay. So this author did not find the need to go out and find and interview put the, them. Put that information Yeah, in. so okay. they didn't find, like, go out and find, like, uh, Philip and Diane. They were just like, you know what? Just gonna. He did, he did more, like, on Poltergeist. Yeah. Like, as a whole. Like, the investigation of, like, why it does this, why it does that. Like, here's, like, a theory. And it was, like, later in the book, we'll talk about a ports. It's, like, nope, we're not going to get there. We're not going to talk about it. That's okay, sir. That's so scary. Oh, my Lord. it's still I don't like there. That. It's still there. You can still go there. Huh. Word. Nice. Okay. okay. Good story. So, before we start your story. Yes. That I know absolutely nothing about. Ha-ha. This is the part of the show where we would give shout outs. Yes. If you sign up for Patreon. So yes. if you want to give get a shout out from us, go check us out on Patreon. We didn't have a new subscriber this week, so we have nobody, but that's okay. That's okay. So if you're listening to us on Apple, make sure to leave us a review. It helps us out tremendously. Please or and if thank you're you. on Spotify, make sure to please follow us and yes. whatever other platform you are on, do, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. It yeah. helps us out tremendously. It's good stuff. 
All right. All right, Zoe, nothing? All right, cool. So this story is actually a suggestion from one of our Patreons. Uh, patrons. One of our patrons on Patreon. There we go. He sent this in. Um, Who's the Patreon member? Otto the, Otto. Otto the Great. Yeah. Otto the Great suggested the Great. this, so we're going to cover it. Yeah, and so, I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah, so if you also want to like make a suggestion, you can go on our website. Please and thank you. And we'll, we'll give you a shout out. Yes, because this is much scarier than I thought it was going to be because I've heard about it. Because who hasn't, living in Tennessee, heard of the Bell Witch? But I've heard of it, but I know absolutely zero. Well, you're going to learn today. Tell me. So we're covering the Bell Witch, which the location... <laughs> the location see get it which which the location is at 430 Kaysburg Road in Adams, Tennessee. How far is that from us? Like an hour and a half. It's we, very close. We gotta go. Yeah, it's it's we'll go. scary shit. So we're gonna start out uh this just goes like balls to the wall immediately. So just be we're, prepared. We're just, we're just jumping yeah. head first into just, hell. Let's just straight it. first into hell. So we're gonna cover the legend first and then I'll go into like more like normal, like like today stuff. Okay. So cause there is no haunted history, there's just the legend. Which is terrifying. So there's no reason. It's just here. So is it at Poltergeist too or? I don't know. It might be. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So the story starts out with John Bell and his family who moved from North Carolina to Adams, Tennessee and settled onto a 300 acre farm Damn. in 1804. Damn. Yes. They had several children that moved with them. So Jesse, John Jr. and Drury. D-R-E-W- <laughs> D-R-E-W-R-Y, Drury. Drury, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, my accent comes out whenever I say my ooze. That's so, probably how you're supposed to pronounce it, but... I mean, from Tennessee, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so they all moved, settled on the land. Um, John's wife, her name was Lucy. That's relevant. After moving here, they had three more children. Jesus. Elizabeth Betsy Bell was her nickname, was Betsy. She was born in 1806. Richard Bell was born in 1811, and then Joel Bell was born in 1813. So this property was right next to the Red River in northwestern Robertson County. Okay, okay. Which Another moved, river? Yeah, yeah, river, moving yeah. water. Oh, Weird. that. Mm. Ah. Mm. So the family attended Red River Baptist Church, and John actually became a deacon there. And they lived peacefully until 13 years later in 1817, when the family started to see strange-looking animals around the property. Excuse me? Yeah. Was it, do- was it dog head? Dog. You'll find out. Dog face? Body? Human You'll find body? out. Okay. Dog body. It was definitely a dog body. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Drew Bell, one of the sons, uh, saw a bird that he couldn't identify what kind of bird sitting on like a fence rail. So he, as he approached it, he realized that it was much larger than it should have been. What? And then it flew away. So he could identify that that's bigger than any kind of flying bird should be. So that's kind of was freaky. It, was it a harpy eagle? Because those no idea. are huge. He had no no idea, but it was a really big bird. He said it was of extraordinary size. And I mean, they live in Tennessee. They see hawks. Like, he knows what those are. So, yeah, I guess for this area, yeah. it, they should not be that big. Yeah, because there's a lot of like red-tailed hawks and stuff around and here. And there's like turkey buzzards, which yeah. are also pretty damn big. Huge. But you also know what a turkey buzzard is if right. you live in Tennessee. Correct. So he just said it was a bird of extraordinary size. So Betsy Bell the daughter, saw a little girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree on the property. Ew. Uh, so that's kind of weird. No. Because uh, it wasn't anyone that she recognized and all of the like farming families knew of each other well, and like knew their kids. Yeah. Because like, you know, 
It's just you guys out there. Like, right, there's, exactly. There's no stranger, you know, coming on this property. Yeah, your, there, your nearest neighbor is a couple hundred acres away. Population 50. Ooh. Okay, cool. So, Dean, a family slave, also reported huh. a large black dog that would follow him on the evenings that he would go to visit his wife. So, that's kind of gross and scary. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. Wh- why? What? what do you mean? Why? Why would it follow him? Yeah. I don't know, but it did. Okay. So one day, John, the dad, was out inspecting his cornfield, and he sees one of the creatures that resembles this, like, half dog, half rabbit sitting in the middle of a cornrow, like, just chilling. The fuck? Right. So he tries to shoot the thing a couple times. He misses it, and it just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yep. No idea. This weird rabbit dog thing. rabbit half dog it's it's interesting though that it had to be fucked up looking enough like so abnormal looking that he felt the need to shoot it right instead of just shoo it away right you're like oh that looks like something that's normal but it's so fucked up he had the urge to just pop yeah. a cap yeah because like his son seeing that big bird was just like that's weird not oh i'm gonna kill that so that that's fun and interesting cool all right so soon after all of these weird-looking animals started to appear, the family started to hear gentle knocks that would turn into banging sounds on their front door in the middle of the night. And they would hear... That's when you start shooting. Okay. The same thing on the exterior walls after they would go to check the front door. Uh, so they would go to open the door and, like, nobody was there. And they'd be like, that's fucking weird. And, like, look around and nobody was there. So then they'd shut the door and then they would start hearing it on the outside of the house. I just started crying. That is fucking terrifying. (laughs) It gets worse. Oh, my God. It just gets worse. They would also hear open-handed slaps on the walls. Inside or outside? Both. Mm. So they would hear the banging outside, and then they'd be like, okay, there's nothing there. That's fucking weird. And they'd close the door, and they would hear the banging on the walls, and then they would start to hear open-handed slaps. So it was distinct enough that they knew it was an open hand, not a closed fist. So that's gross, right? That's disgusting. Yeah, so that's really fun. I am uncomfortable. (laughs) They would also start to hear invisible dogs fighting in the middle of the night outside. So they would hear the dog fights and be like, oh, no, something's getting our dog. It's like a coyote or whatever. They would go out and nothing would be there. They would still hear the sound, but they could not find it. So that's cool. What the fuck is this story? Bro, it just gets worse. Um... So, in addition to that, they started to hear what sounded like chains being dragged across the floor inside the house. Like, big old logging chains. I'm getting upset. It just oh, gets worse. Oh, logging chains? Logging chains, <sighs> like those big, huge, thick... Huge. Yes. Huge. That you would tie around a tree to, like, yank the stump out of the ground. Like, yep. those kind of chains. Mm. Big chains. They then started to hear, or the children started to complain to their parents uh, that there were rats gnawing on the wooden bed frames. In the middle of the night. Ew. Uh, like, uh-huh. were there actually gnaw marks? Nope. There was no marks on the bed. Why are there Why are there sounds of animals? Why are there so many animals? What uh, the- somebody did something and pissed something off real good. That's all I got. I, so, I need to know. Tell me. Uh, you're not going to find out. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> so in addition to all of that, they started to hear stones being dropped onto the wooden floors in the middle of the night. But there were no stones. Correct. They would just hear the sounds of stones hitting the floor, but there was nothing there. I fucking hate this. This is the one that got me real good, and I might cry. They started to hear gurgling and choking sounds from within the house, but nobody was choking. Oh, I got chills. I feel nauseous. Nobody was there. They also started to hear, in addition to all of that stuff, 
beating sounds outside of the house. So it sounded like, for those of you that aren't from the South, uh, someone was getting beaten outside of the house is what it sounded like. So all the boys... So it's had, like it's like a thud sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like some, somebody, something is getting beaten. So all of the men got their guns and ran outside trying to figure out what was going on, how they could help, what was happening. No one was there. They could find nobody. And they searched a good, like, radius around the outside of the house. This is upsetting me. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my Jesus. This is a lot worse yeah. than I thought this was going to be. It just gets worse. Okay, cool. So... All of that was happening, and John, being a good deacon in the church, was like, look, keep all of this, nobody tell anybody anything. Yeah. Like, this is crazy, I don't know what's going on, it's, it's not intolerable, so he thought through enough prayer and right living, the things would disappear, whatever was happening. So he forbid the family from telling anybody what was going on. Okay, I mean, that's fair, it's the early 1800s, yeah. you guys are gonna get, like, tried for witch bullshit. Yeah, somebody's a witch somewhere, Yeah. right? Okay. So, soon enough, things did become intolerable. So, blankets started being pulled off of the beds while the kids were in them, and then the pillows would get yanked out from under them and, like, tossed onto the floor. Oh, uh, I hate that. Yep. We've heard that before. With so, another poltergeist. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> so, the members of the family, in addition to that, started getting scratched and kicked, their hair pulled, uh. um, and then Betsy Bell received the worst of the abuse so the little kid little girl she was like 12 13 she started getting pinched slapped poked stabbed with pins and needles mm. and she was covered head to toe in bruises like it got so bad that you could see hand-shaped bruises like appear on her face and on her body holy shit like full fucking hands man like so. but she's but she's actually getting like slapped yes like you could just be talking to her and see her get like physically hit in the fucking face and like drop and then a handprint is on her face oh like, poor kid so bad damn so around this time the family started to hear these like indistinct whispering and singing sounds so it was almost too quiet to make out what the words were but they could identify what sounded like a feeble old woman singing hymns like in the house mm so that's cool. No, that's not cool. Yeah. That's... <laughs> so finally, as a result of all of this, like, you can't go to church with your kid with, like, a face print, like, handprint on her face. Uh, John decided it was time to get help. So he reached Ooh. out... Who? Yeah, I know who's going to help you. <laughs> so to validate that he wasn't crazy, he invited his friend James Johnson and the the wife over. She was unnamed. I couldn't find her name anywhere. But he invited them over with the intention to get them to witness something and start a committee to like get rid of whatever was that was like bothering them, right? Okay, okay, okay. So the Johnsons stayed one night, one, and they were woken up by the same phenomenon that all the Bells were experiencing. So James reported being woken up in the middle of the night by something pulling off the bed covers and then slapping him repeatedly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like zero to fucking thousand. Like, Beat his ass. No rest Beat ass, okay. So after this happened, James jumped up out of the bed and yelled, in the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? There was no response, but after that, they were left alone the rest of the night. Oh, nice. Yeah, so eh, just mention the Lord. You'll be fine. Weird. I still need to learn that prayer, by the way. I got you. Okay. <laughs> so the next morning, James told John and the family that they were being plagued by, quote, a spirit, just like in the Bible, which I was going to put the scripture reference in here. Uh, there's a couple of different times where, like, Jesus is, like, walking the earth, right? And it's in the Gospels, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke and John, where there is 
a kid who gets brought to Jesus because they're like, hey, there's a there's an issue here. Like something is bothering him. He's mute. He can't see. He can't talk. Like we try to say something to him and like he'll convulse. Can you fix it? Jesus. And yeah, Jesus goes, but Jesus. oh, well, how long has this been happening? And they're like, since he was a baby. And they're like, okay, bring him to me. And then the kid comes and they're like, Jesus casts out the demon. It's really cool, right? So that's what they were talking about okay, when okay. he said that okay. was those stories. So the family decided, okay, we're going to form a committee. We're going to try to get as many people to witness what's happening as possible. Try and pray, try and get rid of it. Nothing helped. Of course, because it's, no. it's a poltergeist. Right. So people from all over the town, from like surrounding areas, like anybody who was passing through decided they were going to come and like witness what was happening, right? Or like try to disprove it. So the voice that had been indistinct started to get stronger. So the visitors would ask questions of whatever this was, right? And it would give different answers to different people of what it was. Because people would come in and say, what are you? Like, why are you here? Whatever. So it said at one point that it showed up because it was disturbed from a Native American burial mound that was located on the property. Oh, fuck. Inside the cave oh, fu that was on the property. Where's Who went to the cave? Which one of those rat bastard children went in that fucking cave? I bet you it was the older sons. I don't know, though. Oh, damn it. Uh. Well, I do, actually. So... As a result of that, one of the elder sons, Drew, and his friend Bennett Porter went on a search for treasure, Native American treasure, at this burial ground. After hearing that. Correct. Oh. Because that's smart. So they ended up going into the cave, and there's actually pictures online of the cave, and there is a photo that I saw that's like this perfectly like rectangled out section where a body was removed. So I don't know if they did that or if that was done later on or what, but there's like an excavated section of where a body was taken. They fucked up. You done Probably. did fucked up A.A. Ron. Oh my God. Some, somebody fucked up real big. So they never found any treasure, but they definitely went on a treasure hunt because they're little shitty kids. I would have beat those kids. I would have whipped oh. those kids. I think she probably did. Okay, good. Oh, I think she probably did. Excuse me? Uh <laughs> so the most believed story is that... This this is something that the, the spirit claimed or, like, would answer to. So there was a neighbor called Kate Batts who passed away. And it's claimed that she was a witch. And after John had slighted her in a business deal, she chose to curse them and haunt them for the rest of eternity. The, the father? Yes. John Bell. Yeah. Slighted her. Did he know who this person was? Yes. Yeah. Kate was their neighbor who her husband had in an, uh, a farming accident, been uh, paralyzed. So she did most of the manual labor around the farm. Okay. And everybody didn't really like her because she was a woman doing manual labor. That's fucking stupid. But Correct. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Right. So Kate Batts was a woman that actually existed. So they're like, oh, that's who it is. Because the spirit started to answer as Kate. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. So the spirit answered to Kate. But she's there. She exists, right? She did. And then she passed away. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. And then some crazy shit started to happen. Neat. Fun. Neato. Yeah. Neato burrito. Neato torpedo. So from then on, the entity was known as Kate the Bell's Witch. So. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, fun. Okay. That's super fun and exciting. 
So Kate's voice continued to grow until she was having full-on conversations with people. Like, she loved to use scripture and hymns to mock the family. And at one point, she quoted word for word two separate sermons that were being preached on the same day at the same time in two locations 13 miles apart. Back up. Yes. What? Yeah. Wait. She. The voice. Yes. She. Yes. Was preaching two sermons. She, so two sermons were being preached in two churches 13 miles apart by two different people. Okay. She was able to quote word for word each of those sermons with like, so she had to have been in both of those places at once. Right, correct. Because they were being preached at the same time. Correct. So she was able to use bits of those sermons to heckle the family. How was that connection even made? No idea. I have no idea how that happened. I don't know if, like, people who were attending the sermons heard about the witch and were like, oh, let's go, and then went and, like, heard her saying those things because those people were present, and she was like, fucking watch this. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. That that theory makes sense, but fuck. Yeah. Jesus. That one gets me real good. And 13 miles away Mm -hmm. in the the early 1800s. That's a long walk. That's a walk. Yes. That's a walk. Okay. So she also loved to gossip about other families and what they were doing in the privacy of their own homes. <gasps> so like that bitch spill the tea. <laughs> spill that tea. So, that I live for this. Straight up. No, like it, it was is great. So like she would go and visit other families and like see what they were doing in their houses and then come back to the bells and be like, that bitch Glinda, let me tell you. That is fucking <laughs> the best thing. Isn't that crazy? I have ever heard. Yeah, she was having a time. So so wait, so when she would talk. Yes. Okay. Was there ever like an apparition? No. It was just like all of a sudden she was in the room and started talking. Yes. Like there wasn't any reported like you could tell something changed. It was just you would hear her voice clear as if she was standing right next to you. So sometimes it would just be like that normal, like, as I'm speaking to you voice. Sometimes it would be like screaming. It really just depended. But she always, like, after this point forward, had a very consistent sound to her voice. Like, it was it was full-bodied. Like, you, it sounded like a person was talking to you. Oh, my God. Zero to a fucking Love million. It. Give me that tea, girl. So James Johnson, you know, the guy that, like, stayed over to... The first night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one night and got bitch slapped. So, <laughs> so his son, John, John Johnston, still funny, uh, <laughs> decided to test the witch. So Idiot. He, yeah, right? Fucking Smart moron. kid. Holy shit. Oh, my God. With a name like John Johnston, let's be real. So he asked the witch something that only he and his, like, nuclear family would know. So, because this event that he was asking occurred in North Carolina. So, his family had also immigrated from North Carolina to Tennessee. Okay, okay. So, he asked her what his Dutch step-grandmother would say whenever the slaves, like, did something wrong or misbehaved. So, the voice responded in his grandmother's voice. No! Tut, tut, what has happened now? Because that's what she would say. I shit my pants. I would have a heart attack i would die shit my pants give me some brown pants oh my god this this one's pretty good this one got me pretty good so another visiting skeptic because skeptics love to come and try and disprove this shit right like as we see with every other kind of entity right yeah so this skeptic is visiting from england like he's an englishman he mentioned his family while he was in the house right 
and he was staying the night, so he he mentioned his family. Oh, idiot. The witch started to mimic the voices of his parents, like English accent and all. I'd throw up. Talking to him. I would throw up. Right. So he stayed the night, and then in the early morning hours, like three, four in the morning, she woke him up by mimicking his parents' worried voices, asking how they had heard him when he was in the Americas. So, like, his his mom is like, so-and-so, why, why are you talking to me? You're in the U.S. right now. Was the bell witch... So what? So Did- terrified, he fled the house. And later that year, the Bells received a letter from him apologizing for his skepticism as the witch had visited his family in <gasps> England, mimicking his voice to them. I have the fucking chills. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she can move continents, too. It's not just she has to be in the U.S. Yeah. Damn. So that one got me good. That can't be a fucking poltergeist. There's no fucking way, man. No. This is 1,000% a demon. Like, a hard, to my hard, brain, like, hard D demon. Hard N demon. Yes. Oh, so, fuck. Kate could be kind, on the other hand. Like, she could be nice. Okay. She seemed to really like John's wife, Lucy, and called her the most perfect woman to ever walk the earth. <laughs> 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 so she would leave fresh fruit for her and sing her hymns. I'm down. Yeah. So okay. she was. She would like serenade Lucy and like bring her gifts. That's fucking weird. Isn't that weird? That's Especially weird. like after all the other shit she's doing to people. That's fucking weird. Like, let me punch your daughter in the mouth. But oh, Lucy, lady. Like, come on, man. Let me, what let the me fuck? Ser- let me fucking sweet talk you over oh, some fruit. Fresh I don't understand. Fruit. <laughs> what the fuck? So she also seemed to like John Bale Jr. pretty well, uh, but she liked Lucy more than him. But like she liked them pretty well and would like respect uh, John Bale Jr. and was kind to him. Right. Okay. So that's kind of weird. Like that's... some members of the family she's okay with she and other ones she's like, fuck of. you. Yeah. Beat the fuck out of a poor girl. Like, I don't what the understand. Hell? Doesn't what's make the sense. basis? What's the fucking, what's the line that we're drawing here? I, I no want to know. So Kate would refer to John, not just as John, like she would call him old Jack, which I know Jack is sometimes interchangeable or whatever. I don't really understand. Here we are. Uh, but she would Richard call him old Dick. Jack. Yeah, that's true. Um, and would shout throughout the house and the property about how she was going to kill him, whether with curses or afflictions, she would kill old John Jack, old Jack. So. Hi, there's this voice that fucking floats around my property and mm-hmm. says it's gonna fucking kill me. All 300 acres. Oh my god. So news of the of the issue with the entity that haunted the bells spread as far as Nashville from Robertson County. That's impressive. Yes. So it reached the ears of General Andrew Jackson. Oh, oh, you told me this story. Yeah, it did. Bring it on. So he was so intrigued that he wrote to the Bells in 19, or 1819 requesting a visit. So John Bell Jr., Drew Rebell, and uh, Jesse Bell had all fought under General Jackson in the Battle of New Orleans. Oh, wow. So naturally, they were like, hell yeah, come on, let's go. That's pretty cool. Right in that wild. So Jackson took up an entourage and, of course... Several men, well-groomed horses, a nice wagon, and they got to trucking. So as they crossed the threshold onto the Bell property, the wagon suddenly stopped moving. So everyone got out and assumed, oh, there's probably a broken wagon wheel. It's stuck in some mud. Something's going on. Nothing was wrong. The wheel was perfectly fine. There was no mud to be seen. There was no rock, like, wedged up under. The horses were freaking the fuck out. Oh, really? But they could not move the wagon. So, like, the horses are pulling and trying to move, and they cannot they cannot move this wagon. Okay. So after several minutes of cursing and trying to like coax or scare the horses into moving, Jackson proclaimed, by the eternal boys, that must be the bell witch. Uh, and that's where we get the term bell witch from. 
okay. is from Jackson. Okay, okay. So immediately after this happened, a disembodied female voice was heard telling them that they could proceed and she would see them later in the evening. <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah so that's cool that's oh. like a personal invitation i don't like that so as soon as the voice faded away the horses were able to pull that wagon like as soon as it stopped like they had to acknowledge her existence yes. yep. oh what a bitch i love her Whew. so jackson greeted the family once they got there told them about the experience and john was like yep that was the witch a hundred percent she does shit like that all the time so that's kind of crazy to me. Mm. So they ended up talking into the night as they waited for something to happen, something to manifest. And one member of the party claimed to be a quote unquote witch tamer. Uh, and he had been like talking himself up and boasting the whole way there. He's going to fucking die. Oh, God. So after a few hours of no activity, he pulls out this like shiny silver pistol and claims that it has silver bullets and it would kill any evil spirit that appears. He's going to fucking die. He said, the witch knows I have it, and she's too chicken shit to show up. Oh, oh. As soon as the words left his mouth, he started to scream as his body was pulled in several different directions while he was standing. <gasps> he starts screaming that he's being stabbed. There's like pins and needles. He's being punched. He's being kicked. And suddenly, a strong, swift kick in the ass by an invisible force sends him out the front door. So she just kicked his ass out of the house. That's amazing. That's wild. <laughs> So then Kate's angry voice announced that yet another fraud would be identified and dealt with the following night. Uh. So all of the guys that are with Jackson are like, fuck this. I want to leave. Please, let's go. And Jackson's like, nah, man, I want to know who the other fraud is. I, he's, oh, my God. He is a character. <laughs> he's a fucking character, man. Holy shit. So, okay. Who's the other fraud? So, uh. He says that, and the men are like, fuck you, we're not staying in this house. So they camp out in the front yard in their tents. Yeah, because so, that's better. It's still on the right? fucking property, you yeah, idiots. It's going to be fine, right? So it's unclear what actually happened that evening, but the party was seen early the next morning near Springfield, presumably back on their way to Nashville. So they didn't even, like, stay all the way through the night. Damn. Yeah, so, like, we have no idea what happened because so nobody ja wrote it down. So Jackson Yeah, also. was like, okay, let's fucking go. So I don't know what happened. To I don't know who the other fraud was. General. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of fun. They were just seen <laughs> later. Just heading back. Woo. So at this point, Betsy is now of marrying age. So she had several different men expressing interest in her. So her former school teacher, Richard Powell, was uh, one of the men that was very interested. Disgusting. Yep. He was 11 years older than her. That's still gross. And while she was still a child, had said, when she's old enough, I would like to marry her. Yeah, so that's Ew. cool. Uh, it was speculated that he was uh, a, an avid occultist. Speculated. It's not proven, okay. but it's speculated. He did, however, during his time in Adams, he was married to a woman in Nashville and, like, had left her there while he was teaching in Adams. So he was married when he was like, yeah, that little girl. I'm gonna vomit. I'm mad. What so the fuck? I'm still mad. Tell me the witch gets him. So... Not quite, unfortunately. Ah. So Betsy decided she did not have any interest in Mr. Powell. And she was interested in a gentleman named Joshua Gardner, who was like around her same age and a local. So with the blessing of both sets of parents, they chose to marry. And Powell, despite his interest, politely expressed his displeasure with the uh, disappointment with their engagement, but wished them a long and prosperous marriage. So that's kind of nice, right? Like, he's sweet. Uh. 
Fuck him. Yeah. So everybody was happy about the engagement except Kate. Kate was fucking pissed. Why? No idea. She never expressed why she was so angry, just that they should not get married. Every single time that he got brought up in the house, she would start screaming and like yelling profanity and talking about how they shouldn't get married. All sorts of shit, man. Like she would mention him and she'd get hit. Kate would just fucking smack her. Damn. Yeah. So they couldn't go anywhere on the property without getting taunted or hurt. So Betsy and Joshua would like go around like the river and the field and the cave or whatever to like spend time together. And Kate would just show up and like fuck with them. Like whether they were, she was like whispering in their ears or yelling at them or just talking at them or like hitting them, throwing stuff. Didn't matter. They would be constantly like shit would happen. Oh my God. Right? What? What the fuck? What the fuck is the story? It's wild. I don't have an explanation. Keep going. I love it. So finally on Easter of 1820, Betsy gave in and listened to Kate and broke off the engagement. So the dis- the disturbances decreased after that, after she ended the engagement. Um, but Kate continued to torment John and vow to kill him. So like now that she's got, <laughs> now that Kate's got Betsy to like not marry that dude, she's like, all right, I can focus all of my energy on killing your dad. Oh, geez. So by this point, John had been experiencing episodes of like his face and his tongue would swell or twitch Ooh. for almost a full year. So I actually had to Google this because I was like, is that where Bell's palsy comes from? Where like half your face stops working? Right. Um, But no, no, it's not. Bell's palsy actually comes from a Scottish man named Charles Bell um, who discovered the connection to like the facial uh, stuff. Okay. Okay. Because I thought that was kind of funny. Bell's palsy. That would be, yeah. Here we are. Not quite. Not quite close, but not quite. So by the fall of 1820, John's declining health had confined him to his home, where Kate continued to harass him. What a dude. (laughs) So her favorite thing to do would be when John was trying to walk, she would like pull his shoes off. Uh, (laughs) She'd flat tire him. Love it. While he was going, she'd be like, yeah, yoink, take a shoe. (laughs) Give me. So so she would slap him in the face when he was having seizures. Um, Uh, uh, uh. uh Uh-huh. And then you could hear her voice shouting all over the property, cursing and screaming about old Jack Bell. So John actually breathed his last breath on the morning of December 20th, 1920 at the age of 70. So even with her like fucking with him for so long, he lived a pretty, pretty long time. Damn. He had slipped into a coma the night before and immediately following his death, the family found a small glass vial of an unidentified liquid. So John Bell Jr., suspecting poison, animal sadness, uh, gave some of it to the family cat, which died instantly. Oh, my God. Kate joyfully exclaimed, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him real good. So everybody, like, heard her yell that in the house. Uh. So uh, John Jr., immediately, like, after hearing that and seeing the cat die, like, threw this vial, just yeeted it into the fireplace, which burst into a bright blue flame. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know what it was. Nobody knows what it is. So John's funeral was one of the biggest ever held in Robertson County. And as friends and family were leaving the graveyard, Kate could be uh, heard laughing loudly and singing drinking songs. Damn, this bitch is (laughs) persistent. My God. So her singing did not stop until every last person left the graveyard. And then that entire night, people were like drinking and like trying to remember and like have eulogies and stuff. And she would just interrupt every single fucking one all across the county. Like she would just show up and start like scream cackling or like talking shit. 
What a persistent <laughs> fucking bitch. Yeah. Oh my so, god. Yeah, she's just balls to the wall all the time. So after that, the entity's presence was like almost non-existent after John died, almost as if her presence, or like her purpose in life was fulfilled or purpose in death or whatever was fulfilled. So she pretty much disappeared. Fabulous. Yeah. Until April of 1821, uh, Kate visited Lucy, you know, her favorite, okay, um, and told her that she would return for a visit in seven years' time. Kate did show back up in seven years in 1828, as promised. She spent most of her visit talking with John Bell Jr. about the origin of life, civilizations, Christianity, and the need for ma- a mass spiritual reawakening. So she just talking philosophy with this boy. Where the fuck did she go for seven years? I don't know. Nobody knows. But she showed back up and just like sat and shot the shit with him and like talked about all sorts of crazy shit. What the fuck? Yeah. So she spent most of that three weeks talking about that. She ended up actually making predictions of the Civil War and other things that would happen in the future, which is kind of crazy. She left after that, saying that she would reappear to a descendant in 107 years, which would be 1935. At that time, the only living relative was Dr. Charles Bailey Bell, a resident of Nashville, Tennessee. He actually published a book in 34 about the Bell Witch, but no follow-up book was ever published, and he passed away in 1945. So we have no idea if he actually was visited or not. Damn it. Yeah, he didn't tell us. Damn it. That kind of sucks. So as of today... Right now, you can go and visit the Bell Witch Cave. It's actually been placed on the National Historical Registration by the U.S. Department of Interior since 2008. Whoa. And holds tours um, of the cave and the cabin for like 18 bucks a person. Do it. It's really not bad. There are, however, warnings not to take rocks or stones from the cave for fear of angering the spirit. Um, It's also, you're warned not to be disrespectful talk shit because she will fuck with you talk shit so don't do that i'm gonna talk shit i'm gonna pull a zachary bagel blade please don't talk shit they went there and not a lot happened so i didn't put it in my notes but it was kind of sad i was expecting more but here uh, we are. blame well they don't get good shit sometimes that's true i mean to be fair like sometimes you don't get stuff sometimes you do but yeah so as of today the bell witch is blamed for a lot of unexplainable manf- manifestations that occurred near the bell farm So there's faint sounds of people talking or, like, children playing. And some people will see, like, candlelights dancing through the fields at night. Um, Some people, when they take photos, they show mists, orbs, or human-like shadows or figures, like, on the farm. Okay, so it kind of conjured up some more bullshit in the area. So that's fun. That's not good. As I was wrapping everything up, I actually found an article about a woman who lives in Memphis. Her name is Lucy Bell. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, Now Lucy Butler, because she got married. But her family, she is she is a descendant of the Bell family, like straight up. Okay. So her family would share stories about the Bell Witch when she was a kid. And any like spooky, weird thing that would happen, they would just be like, oh, it's the witch again. So that's kind of cool. That's funny. Yeah. She believes that the witch is not actually confined to the farm in Adams, which is, of course, supported by the witch going cross continents and so on and so forth. Right, right. Um, She believes that it actually follows her family wherever they go. So she and her daughter, Jennifer, have seen the black dog from the legend. And like each of them, when they were growing up, they saw that dog. Yeah, right? Isn't that gross? Disgusting. I don't like that. Disgusting. And then when they were growing up, each her and her daughter would see a little girl, like a little giggling girl, like running around their house at night. In a green dress? Yes. Yeah. 
right? Doesn't it get you good? Uh, it gets me good. No. I don't like it. So Ow. Lucy says, quote, I was thinking that might have been the Bell Witch, the sweet side of her. The little girl would play with Jennifer's toys and the family dog was not afraid of her. So. Then the evil part of her was the fucking dog. Could have been. Uh, I don't know. So Lucy's grandfather was a Methodist preacher and he refused to let anybody talk about the witch in his presence. Like absolutely refused, would tell you to like shut up, like not not an okay thing to mention in front of him. So Lucy assumes that this is due to a negative experience with, with the witch and she says, I can go through the bad people in my family and see things that have happened and why and then I see the good things because the Bell Witch, Kate, whatever you want to call her, she did have a good side to the people she liked. So that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. I guess. I suppose. I guess she like fucks with people that deserve it. I don't know. So Lucy said that the entity did not like her father. So she described him as a smooth-talking, good-looking actor in Memphis who was alleged to have ties with the Florida Mafia. So he was not a good dude. So he wasn't a good person. No. So Lucy recalls an incident where he was going to have a party at their house and had purchased like this big, luxurious stereo system in the 1960s. Lucy recalls walking down the stairs and seeing thousands of crickets marching toward the music room (laughs) where they climbed into the stereo system and ruined it. So Lucy thinks that the witch punishes people who needs to be punished, but she also took care of the ones that she liked. So that's gross. Okay, that's not weird at all, I guess. That's a little much. What the fuck? Thousands of crickets. Yeah. Fuck your shit up real quick. Yeah, let's eat all of the wires. So yeah, that's the story of the Bell Witch and the, like, nowadays stuff. Ooh. That took me on an adventure I didn't think I was going to go down. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it blah, 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 blah. Wasn't it a wild ride? Yeah, I thought it was just going to be something lame like shit. Yeah. Um, Like? The Headless Horseman? No, 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 no. Oh. The, the local legend here in town. Crazy George? Yeah, Crazy George's Bridge. Oh, I no. thought it was going to be something lame like that. No, no. This is like a big boy story. Big boy yeah, story. Yeah. Flock. Yeah. I actually, I wasn't sure. That very last one, like, with Lucy, like, the, the now, now, nowadays alive Lucy. Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure where that was going to go, but I think that it was worth being included just because it shows yes. that I think the witch probably does follow the family, and that's why people who visit the Bell Witch Cave don't get fucked with too bad. Because it's not there. Right. It's with the family. In Memphis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Isn't that gross and weird? That's disgusting. Yeah. So, here we are. That's the Bell Witch. I hope you enjoyed it. Or cried. Or both. I did both. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wild ride. It had a lot of ups and downs. It was a good stuff. Good oh, stuff. Okay. All right. Well, I don't really know how to how to segue out of that. So how we're just... It? If you want to check us out, <laughs> our website is www.hauntherabarelynover.com. Ooh. And our social medias on Instagram and Twitter are H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. So find us there. Our handles are on the same on both Instagram and Twitter. Yes. I on Instagram, Zoe on Twitter. Yes. All right. Cool. Great. Until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Jesus Christ. You're welcome. Oh, my God.